0: Welcome to Witch Witch Podcast. I'm Galena. I'm Lyra. Welcome to the darkness.
1: Uh, we have some shout-outs for you guys today. Some shout-outs about you guys today.
0: For you guys, about you guys, from you guys.
1: From you guys? Well, I guess we could do shout-outs from people, but I don't think we're big enough yet. Alright, so I'm gonna skip the first one first. <laughs> and I'm gonna do it last. First one first. Shut the fuck up. So we want to shout out to Miggles Wiggles. Uh,
2: (laughs) I've never said it out loud.
0: (laughs) The kind of like the gladiator name,
1: biggest biggest, dickest. Shut up! Oh my god. Uh, (laughs) Whose name is Miguel and is very nice? Uh, Zombie of a girl. Who is also named Elena? <laughs> Fucking!
0: I freaking every time I say her name, I do it to the tune of "This is the story of a girl, <laughs> this is the zombie of a girl."
1: No, yeah. I love it. Yeah,
0: every single time oh I my see gosh. her name, I'm
1: like, "This is the zombie of a girl." <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> um, and this other one, her name is Gloria, and her Instagram handle—Are you ready for it? Is Polish.
0: <laughs> so Long I. Re-
1: <laughs> so I wrote it down phonetically as best I could, according to a woman's voice on Google. <laughs> so if this is real wrong, I'm sorry. But Polish is not a language I've ever known. <laughs> um, so I think it's pronounced... Szonyakane?
0: I'm not sure.
1: There's a P in there. There's a P in that word, and I didn't hear it in the
0: pronunciation. <laughs> Honestly, the only Polish word I know with any certainty, and I may not even be right about this, is pączki, and it's those
1: freaking amazing donuts. Is that Polish?
0: Yeah, they're Polish donuts.
1: Why would I know that? Why are you acting like I would know that? Because literally every time Lent comes around, I'm like, oh my god, it's almost time for Ponchki. Those Polish donuts. You don't say those Polish donuts. I do. You, no.
0: Because we like, we always talk about like the weird CZ thing. Well, yeah, but I, which honestly, I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. (laughs) I apologize if that came off very disrespectful. (laughs) It's just, we just don't know Polish. No. The most foreign language I've ever taken is French. Spanish. Well, I took German too, but German, oh. almost everything except for the S set yeah. looks the same. French has a C thing as well. Yes. Okay. I can't even remember what it's called at this moment. Mm. Oh yeah. And German has some umlauts, but those, I, like, those... I love umlauts. I know. They're little dots. I it's I like a little them. smiley face. Yeah, they're water. cute. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Way to derail a podcast. <laughs>
0: um, but Welcome you.
1: to Which Witch Podcast, a podcast misleadingly about languages. <laughs> secretly we've
0: snared you all in for seven episodes so i can talk about elvish for an hour
1: oh my god <laughs> isn't that based no it's based it's on- based on finnish yeah you know one of those cold languages <laughs> not that the language is colder the people are cold but it's from a cold area of the world anyways
0: we apologize if we've offended you but I don't think that we did because you thought it was going to be hilarious to hear us try to it. I was going to say,
1: let me say, Gloria set us up. <laughs> she even mentioned it in the, in the uh, Gloria, um, message. Gloria, you bitch. <laughs> I don't know if we should be no. calling listeners bitches.
0: Honestly, and this is Galena speaking,
1: if you knew me in
0: real life, I call everybody bitch and whore. Oh no, that's true. I think I even called, like, a bird a whore one time. <laughs> or was it the sun? Oh, it was the sun. I was like, that whore that was today. Was that today? That was today. Did I call it? Oh, because it hurt my eye. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I called the sun a whore today because, you know, it's almost fall and sunset's just
1: real brilliant. Oh, my God. And it's right in your face. Like, I guess it's normally right in your face when the sun sets, but Christ on a cracker. Yeah. And if you're traveling west. Yeah, <laughs> west. <laughs> the sunsets. it's a mystery
0: anyways if you're Different traveling west i love you i'm an airhead <laughs> no. if you haven't noticed
1: no she's not she's actually very smart
0: <laughs> that's that's up for debate i don't have a high iq <laughs> Should
1: we just trash
0: this and start over? No, listen, I'm
1: I'm really attached to this so far because I don't know if we've accurately portrayed how terrible we are. Well, you're getting it tonight. It's all been, Um, like, throat laughing from me. (laughs) I
0: apologize. I don't know what happened earlier. (laughs) I realized I was in a good mood and, like, the evening has just gone crazy from there. Um... Let's see here. But are there any more shout outs? No, that's it. We've only got three right now. So that was all the shout outs. I apologize for calling you a bitch, Gloria.
1: (laughs) You're going to be thinking about that all night, aren't you? I am. I'm going to feel real
0: bad about it now because I realize that not everybody
1: (laughs) has that sense of humor.
0: Yeah. Because Listen, we were at our uncle's house once and bumped into each other and we looked each other straight in the eye and both in and went,
1: bitch.
0: And I swear to God, our cousin- was about to take cover because she thought we were going to start duking it out right oh in her living god, room. That was the best. And then we both started cackling like the crazy
1: people that we are. I love our family, but they are such different people. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> they, they just... Hmm.
1: They don't know how to handle us. Not I don't many, think, many people do. I was going yeah. to say,
0: I think Nettle is really the only person who can handle us together. Sage we gang up on.
1: No, that's true. We're so mean to Sage when we hang out with her together
0: it's because of me it's because I'm mean
1: it's listen I think that's right because the other day when we (laughs) went to the bar I think it's you and your friends (laughs) because when we went to the bar with your friend who came in to to town Mm -hmm. um, there was that poor woman who was just up there for her uh, birthday or something and he turned around and we happened to lock eyes because we were making the same face and we were so mean about her hair
0: that's what happens when you hang out with Slytherns.
1: I mean, honestly, that's true. And you were hanging out with three Slytherns. I know,
0: it was all three of you. I don't know what... I don't think Bethany has
1: <laughs> any idea what Harry Potter is. I couldn't remember what the fake name for her was, so I was, I was honestly about to call her Joanna. <laughs> that would be
0: hilarious.
1: <laughs> I would love that. Do you want to change Bethany's fake name to Joanna? Yeah, no, I've called her Bethany several that's times. That's true. Anywho, we've we, changed a lot of names to protect the innocent. We've changed all the names.
0: Well, that's true. We've changed every name. That's Except why, for if pets, you hear, I guess. well yeah, if you hear a stumble over a name, it's because we have changed everybody's names to protect the innocent <laughs> and keep people from tracking this down to our actual, yeah, <laughs> our actual names. Not that we don't love you and. Would love to know you personally. Honestly, if we get to know some of you, we
1: probably will share. Oh yeah, more honestly. of
0: it. But publicly, over <laughs> over this podcast, no, no, no. we're not going to share our real names.
1: And it's it's just because, and I'm we've talked to a bunch of you guys who've had you know doubts about being out as a witch. I right, guess outside of the broom closet. Yeah, because um, it's it's hard in the modern world, actually. Right in the modern world, like, you know, we should go back to being bog witches or some crap. (laughs) Um, Actually, somebody that I work with, we both are slowly divulging more and more witchy details about our lives. So I think eventually we're going to talk about how we're both pretty involved.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: It's just, we're just not there yet. That would be
0: fantastic if suddenly you both were
1: like, hey, I'm a witch. I know, I really (laughs) think. I actually, I have mentioned... um, the podcast tour before but not like hey we do this podcast I'm like yeah I help edit this friend's podcast it's about (laughs) it's about magic and stuff Uh, and she was like oh that's kind of (laughs) cool It's,
0: I don't know I have a really hard time at work especially when people are talking about things that are bothering them like Especially with dreams. Like, a few people were talking about their dreams the other day, and, like, I always wanted to dissect them and be like, okay, this is what
1: this means. Oh,
0: my God, right? And I'm like, you know, they don't know that part of me. I don't want them to know that part of me, so I'm going to keep that private. It's really hard sometimes to hold your tongue. Yeah.
1: What's cool is
0: is that parts of being witchy are actually kind of mainstream. I mean, that's true. So that's kind of cool. I even saw that Sephora is going to have, like, a starter witch thing which i have some problems with. yeah like i think i think the
1: criticisms of it are fair mm -hmm. um i'm not going to judge anybody for trying it out or if that's their introduction or something you know that would
0: be cool as hell if somebody found it through their makeup company yeah i don't like that it's completely commercialized
1: no but i mean and there are lots of independent witch sellers out there who have uh, starter kits and intro yeah. guides and stuff like and that. And you
0: could really benefit from your business oh, yeah. over that. But I mean, honestly, it sounds adorable. I don't know what
1: all comes in it. We should put together a post on Tumblr with uh, some affordable intro to witchcraft sets that we found online. That would be cool. We should do that. Yeah, we should actually use our Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I edited the Tumblr the other day. Okay, that's fair. I uh, I made a tweet today, by oh, the did way. did you tweet? I tweeted, Our poor Twitter I is... tweeted to say I don't know how to use Twitter. I think I also jokingly called it tweeter on there once, but I'm afraid people are going to take me seriously. <laughs> They're going to be like, oh, she really doesn't know how to use this. It's like, what's the past
0: tense of tweet? Is it what? It's, oh my god! <laughs> <sighs> I twote. I twoted at you. I twoted and at you, you did not Fuck. twit back at me. Oh, so I apologize. Obviously, this episode's going to be really freeform, mm-hmm. and we're just going to ramble on about like stuff.
1: every episode isn't freeform. I know
0: <laughs> some corrections because I do have at least one. I posted a card yesterday. Yeah, was it yesterday? <laughs> I didn't put who the author was, nor who drew who drew it, who drowned it, who drowned it, who drew it.
1: I drowned it. <laughs> Don't listen. To
0: me. It was me. Galena, I did pull the card. It was the Vampire Four of Swords card. And I apologize. That is from my adorable deck, which is probably the cheapest deck I've ever bought.
1: Oh, did we tell everybody about that being like eight bucks? Did we yeah, mention that? Yeah, it's,
0: if you guys have a, like, if especially if you're US, US based, the Spirit of Halloween stores has a really cute tarot set called Tarot. Like yeah, it's just called Tarot. There was no, like, clever names or anything like that but every card is a different cryptid or monster or monster yeah Yeah. or just like like different mythical being it's really neat it's really neat the art style is really adorable the art style is great each one has like a different um zodiac sign
1: assigned to it which is cool. Like, I don't know if that's arbitrary or if it relates to the cards, because I've never really seen it applied to the cards.
0: I've like never seen anybody do it like that. And, and it's it, possible it, that we just don't know. Yeah, it could it could be that, because, you know, we are, we we don't know all. But it's really cool, because the Loch Ness Monster is a Scorpio, and I'm like, fuck yes.
1: I, <sighs> I think I talked about this last podcast. Oh, maybe. <laughs> like, you guys don't understand her deep soul connection to the Loch Ness Monster, though. I used to stare at that stupid messy
0: cam for hours waiting for the Loch Ness Monster to appear when I was a teenager. But anyways, I just wanted to correct that and say I'm sorry. And also that I'm sorry that we've had a few gaps over the last few weeks in our tarot card readings. I think it was only
1: once or twice. But only still... once or twice it felt like we missed an entire week. I know. Week. It felt like we failed. Like, like
0: Honestly, I wouldn't have messed up so bad with this last one if I had used my Prisma Vision deck. Because I love that deck. <laughs> we have such a connection.
1: I think it comes from your just absolute love for uh Van Gogh though, because it looks a lot like Van Gogh. It
0: does. Honestly, I am a whore for Van Gogh. <laughs> like, Van Gogh, you are welcome to come haunt me.
1: <laughs> I'm not joking. We're just inviting ghosts <laughs> into the house now. You should start a hashtag It's gonna be like bots for Van Gogh. <laughs> In some silent laughter, guys. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, that's my new hashtag. (laughs) I'm just gonna start doing it. Thoughts for Van Gogh. Mm. (laughs) Honestly, the only ginger I think I've ever loved. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (sighs) Anyways, (sighs) Van Gogh, come haunt me. You've got my number.
1: (laughs) I've posted it everywhere. Can the spirit stalk him? I you posted spirit. it everywhere. What the fuck does that mean? It took me so long. Do you have it written in some interdimensional bathroom stalls or something? <laughs> Don't shit? worry about it. <laughs> Don't fact check me. <laughs> oh god. Oh my god. Holy hell. We gotta get on subject. Okay, we are on subject. Tonight, Oof. I actually
0: have a book review yeah as promised I don't believe it's the book I said I
1: was going to (laughs) review I don't think so either
0: because they all came in within like three or four days of each other and I got super excited I read the first chapter I think of every single book and then I settled on this one and it is Natural Witchery by Ellen Dugan it's the Natural Witchery Intuitive Personal and Practical Magic I honestly thought this was going to be about natural magic, <laughs> not necessarily, what I thought was it was going to be very earth-based, Yeah, because that's the idea I get when I hear the word natural. Well, okay,
1: but it's also, like, very green, there's a picture of a young girl in a green hoodie laying on grass with a leaf on her forehead, you'd think. Yeah, I thought it was all about earth, like, earth mother magic or something yeah, like that. It really seems like it. It
0: isn't (laughs) (laughs) what it is is it talks about the natural abilities of some witches which is pretty cool she doesn't necessarily say that you have to be born a witch to be able to do witchcraft it's not even really heavily implied but it is implied a little bit that you really won't understand it unless you've been born with it Which Which I disagree about. But she does say that if you aren't born with it, you can develop your abilities. So, I mean, that... It's
1: like not... I'm not saying she's gatekeeping, but it sounds like the beginnings.
0: A little. A little. A lot of it is interesting. Some of it does resonate. Um, I really wouldn't call it a beginner's book because it just kind of jumps
1: in full force. Well, I also think there's a whole lot of personal convictions in this book that could color your opinions. Yes, there's a just lot
0: of her own personal ideas that color it. Um, there's an interesting portion where it talks about different psychic abilities. Um, there's even a quiz which we got really excited about taking, and we both took it. Um, it's it's very, 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 very generalized.
1: It is, and I feel like some of it uh, takes a very strange opinion.
0: There, Yeah, again, that loops back to some of the personal opinions, I yeah. think, that the author um, used in the book. Um, she paints empaths as very, very scared of the world around them. Yeah. Um, I'm not an empath.
1: I mean, I, you definitely have something going on and i don't know if it's specifically empath but you, you pick up on stuff i do pick up on stuff but, so i mean i think there's at least a little bit of something going on there but
0: i scored higher in the empath range than Lyra did and Lyra is an absolute empath she is <laughs> just out of the two of us no i mean honestly she can walk in a room and start crying and none of those emotions belong to her
1: don't call me the fuck out like this you
0: fact checked me so <laughs>
1: Cliche. That's fair. It is. It is true though, because sometimes I'll just be yelling and I'll be like, "I don't know where this came from. Ignore me." <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um.
0: So you know, it's it's always interesting because she she lives with a lot of people who exhibit just random crazy emotions out of nowhere.
1: That's true. I have to say, living with me must be very <laughs> exhaustive. <laughs> it's th- what gets me is that it takes one person in a bad mood. To put me in a bad mood. And like, there's at least somebody in the house in a bad mood every freaking day. There's no escape. The worst is when my husband's in a bad mood. You
0: just don't expect
1: it. He's, He's not, not that person. He's always so happy-go-lucky. Yeah. And then sometimes he, he'll he get in a bad mood or his blood sugar will be low. Um, I'm sure I've mentioned before, but my husband's a diabetic. So when his blood sugar is low, it really affects his moods like a lot. Mm. Um... <clears throat> Excuse me, and uh, if he's if he's pissed off or angry or God forbid like passive aggressive, I <laughs> cannot stand it. I go insane because he's usually not like that. He's usually very direct and pleasant and happy in general.
0: He is, and when he gets passive aggressive, I call him at the fuck out on it, and I'm sure that makes life even more pleasant
1: for later. <laughs> <laughs> well, when he when he realizes. See, he's he's a good person when he realizes that he's doing something because of his emotions. He's like, you're right. I need to take a step back and look at how I'm behaving when you call me out on me being a bitch for no reason. I'm like, fuck you. Oh,
0: you get so defensive. Not that I don't also get super defensive, but I
1: <laughs> get so defensive. my immediate reaction to any situation is defensive. <laughs>
0: And I think that, honestly, it does come from being an empath, because you have no
1: idea whether or not this is your emotion. I mean, that's true. And um, it just
0: kind of splashed all over you, you're just, <laughs> you just have to fucking deal with it.
1: But, like, to be fair, I think I've, I've done a lot of work to try and be more rational, even when I'm angry. And I think my reaction time to realizing I'm being irrational has gotten a lot faster than it used to be. Because I used to sulk for hours. <laughs>
0: Career.
1: I'm sorry, but we can get That's back to okay. this book now. That's
0: what I just started flipping through the pages. But anyways, back to the book. Um, like we were saying, a lot of it's painted with the author's personal opinions. Some of it's very good. Some of it is stuff that I would like to try. Some of it we did try. Yeah. Uh, there is a moon cycle spells. Now, the spells themselves... Like the words. The words, I think the author did that very deliberately so that you would develop your own spell Probably. for the ritual. But it was really neat. It was all about drawing down the moon and its different phases into you and you know, its energy into you, into your life. And really, you know, experiencing the different changes and the different effects that the energy of the moon has on you. And honestly, I have to say, I believe it worked. I think so, too. Um,
1: I feel aligned. I feel pretty good. Drawing up my circle is a lot easier now mm-hmm. than it was
0: I think what it did is it helped align everything in, basically, in your magical self that may have been out of sync. Because you're doing the correct spells at the correct moon phase.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but as Lyra was saying, it's... she She does put a lot of focus on how to draw your circle. And how she draws her circle is... Kind of similar to the way that both of us draw our circle, and I think that was another <clears> part of the book that kind of resonated with us. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's a very interesting read. Definitely don't discount it because I've said that it call, you know it colors it like I said it's not really a beginner book, right? It, like I it assumes say... that you walk in with quite a bit of knowledge in the magical realm. I would
1: I would say it probably shouldn't be your first book on witchcraft.
0: No. But it's interesting, and it's got a lot of interactive things, a lot of notations. Can you tell them what it's called? Yeah, you went yeah. through
1: that. Never mind. <laughs>
0: it's got a lot of notations where if you work through it, because there's different little sections you can work through. There's a lot of meditations.
1: There's, she, like, workbook sections. Yeah, too, and there's there?
0: workbook sections. So, I mean, it's it's actually very neat. It's actually a very, very neat book. So, I don't want, you know, anybody to think that I'm just completely trashing the book, because I actually did enjoy reading it. I couldn't put it down yeah. for the most part. Um. I just don't think all of her ideas align with my own
2: and that's fine
0: that's fine because everybody's practice is their own to be honest because you know
1: and this it even says that this is a book focused on her her own personal practice so I mean it makes sense that it's it's just full of her own experiences and opinions on things um and she does mention gatekeeping a little bit in it.
0: She does. And that actually I think because I was reading I think it was what, like the first or second chapter. I was like, mm-hmm. Oh my god, she addressed gatekeeping, I'm yeah. so happy.
1: That really won me over in favor of the book. Um I do I haven't let me be clear, I haven't read it. I've looked at parts of it. Um it seems to be pretty informative, um, at least to experiences. Mm-hmm. Um
0: Well, it's very much a part, like, the book is very, and the the part that I really like about it is the book is, okay, read this chapter, don't go any farther, take what we've just discussed in this chapter, apply it, meditate on it, note how you feel, then move to the next chapter, which I really liked, which I think is part of why it took me so long to get through it, because I did try to follow most of that advice in the book. I did take some time to focus on each one. So I really liked it as a whole. Um, If you're... Maybe a little bit more experienced in your craft. Maybe you've been doing it a year or two. I would say definitely check it out. Especially if you're kind of feeling disconnected from your practice. Because yeah. I feel like it would really help you realign. I think it helps you focus your energies where it needs to go. Yeah, I, I would agree with so, that. So, I mean, it's it's a positive... Mostly positive review of this book. Yeah. Like I said, it's very, it's very slanted to the, to the author's own, own views, which is part of why I'm doing these <laughs> Oh, and these there's a reviews. little bit of
1: cultural appropriation in it, right?
0: Yes. There is a little bit of cultural appropriation in it. Um, I don't think that it
1: was... It's, a, it's common stuff though, like chakras, Yeah, right? it's like
0: chakras, karma, and stuff like which that. Which I'm not which...
1: saying is okay, like I'm not excusing the appropriation of these terms, but it is super common in the magical yeah. community. Yeah.
0: There's a lot of reliance on like, Eastern, <clears throat> excuse me, magic and Eastern like religions in it. So I mean, it's at this point I don't even know if we can call, still call it cultural appropriation because it's been done for so long. I
1: mean, I'm going to say that yeah, it definitely
0: it still is. is. Okay. <laughs> it's just one of those things that you know it's been going on probably since the '60s or '70s. Yeah. And most people like if you walk into a New Age or metaphysical store, they're going to be like, "This over here is our section on chakra cleaning."
1: So okay, wait. Do you remember back in like one of our first episodes when I was talking about how maybe I didn't talk about it on the podcast? I don't remember, but uh, I was talking about how there was a girl at one of my old jobs that I was getting along with. And we were talking about witchy stuff, and like it slowly through like an hour of conversation became obvious that she watched The Craft and decided she wanted to be a witch. Aww. Yeah. Hey, don't I'm not. Knock it. I'm not. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying that like she she liked the edginess of it. Mm. You know what I mean?
0: Like I said, every every witch has like that 15 minutes. Where, like, yeah.
1: Well, we were, she sh- was showing me some pictures of something on her phone. And I definitely just knocked my hand into the phones. So there might be a tap. I'm sorry, guys. Um, but she, she was showing me pictures on her phone. And she showed me the whitest man I've ever seen. And she was like, yeah, he does like chakras and helps people line their. Their cheeks. Fucking. Yeah. Like it was, it was a lot. And like he's definitely making money doing this stuff and that's definitely like the the worst kind of cultural appropriation is making money yeah. off of a culture that's not your own.
0: Yeah, it's <sighs> it's difficult and I'm not we're not trying to make any enemies right now. And honestly, we're not I guess we are gatekeeping in a way, but
1: I mean, I guess so. Like I'm not
0: it just goes back to our our adage, don't be shitty. Yeah. If I, you are going to study chakras and is it chakras or chakras? I've, I've heard it both I'm ways. I'm genuinely
1: unsure.
0: Um, You know, make sure you're going through somebody who's, I guess, accredited. Yeah. Which, you know, I guess is a shitty way of commercializing somebody else's <laughs> religion. Um, but, you know, it's a very difficult thing. Definitely do your own studies, your own research. Some of what she did say about chakras and things like that, which I've... I've experienced through some of the yoga classes I've done did make sense where she talks about where different emotions come from in the body and it, it did make sense um
1: I don't know let me if you don't mind I'm gonna just yeah, cut yeah. in real quick um believing in something that belongs to another culture no don't get me wrong I'm white as hell, so don't don't take yeah, anything right. I take like, too seriously.
0: You're, like, mostly Cherokee, but...
1: I, not mostly. Definitely not mostly. Um,
0: <laughs> I think I just say that because you look more Indian than
1: I do. <laughs> <laughs> I just tan fairly well, is all that is. We're
0: about an eighth, so we really can't claim anything. <laughs> oh, no. Not even a bit.
1: Um, but, uh, I think believing in uh, something from another culture isn't necessarily like cultural appropriation at at its worst or anything. Um I think that when you make another culture's beliefs into a commodity
0: that's definitely wrong.
1: Yeah, that's that's the that's where I would start drawing a line. Um and you know, it, however you want to live life is up to you. I'm not going to like try to openly shame anybody or anything like that. Um but I don't know, just it's kind of shitty to be a part of a culture that's constantly put down by western uh standards and then watch those same people profiting off of your culture,
2: yeah, yeah,
1: not from personal experience, obviously because i I fit the western standard yeah, for do. the most we're, part we're
0: definitely white bread, but... um
1: anyhow. <laughs> I feel like we've we've gotten into an almost deep discussion about cultural appropriation like three times now. And it's
0: it's very difficult to not get mean
1: when we (laughs) talk about it. It's
0: you know,
1: because it's not that we're trying to be mean. It's just that it sounds very. If
0: something calls to you, definitely study it. Definitely definitely look into it. it. Don't profit from it.
1: Yeah. Like, the exploration of ideas and even incorporating certain beliefs into your own life, I'm not going to say with any authority, because I can't, that that's okay. But I wouldn't look down on someone for that. No. Personally. No. It's, but yeah, it's, it's the... It's
0: it's like, like we've said in every episode, it's your practice. Exactly. Do what you want. Just, you know, be respectful. And yeah. that's what I try to do, even though I've called everybody a bitch and a whore at this point. Um... <laughs> uh. <laughs> and i apologize i you know i was a teenager in the 90s
1: i feel like we're slowly making this this podcast more and more explicit in our language
0: i honestly i think it's just today
1: oh my god it might be we are
0: i apologize i also are have on come a caffeine off of, high we might be on a caffeine high i'm also coming down off of like a magic high as well oh that's true Uh, I did some really heavy spell work a few days ago, and I've not really been the same since, so I apologize. I've actually been really happy and, like, outgoing and crazy Mm -hmm. for the last few days. Um, We did a bottle. Yeah, I did a bottle spell uh, for confidence in speaking. Um, Uh, How did we describe it? Oh, gosh, I don't remember. It was confidence in speaking, um, self-assuredness. Yeah. And so, so basically I'm just a cocky asshole right now. It's been great.
1: Like that sounded sarcastic, but no, it's been great.
0: <laughs> Cause
1: usually I'm really
0: quiet and reserved for the most part. Yeah. Or just grumpy and angry. Like those well, are yeah. I mean, they're kind, the <laughs> they're kind of the same thing
1: with you. They're kind of the same thing.
0: Imagine Red Foreman as like Absolutely. A, a, That's a woman a really good base. in her early thirties <laughs> who dresses like a librarian. And, and that is basically my personality. You've got
1: her. That's her. That's Galena.
0: <laughs> but no, I've been happy, giggly, and like just really outgoing, which is not me.
1: <laughs> so All right. I let's, apologize. Sorry, I didn't mean to just talk over you, but let's get back on the subject. Okay. We are 35 minutes in. We've talked about one thing.
0: Oh, my good lord. I
1: know. This, this is not the most substantial episode we've ever made. <sighs> um, so we're going to... Do you have anything else on. on the book?
0: No, I think we've pretty much covered it. Like I said, definitely check it out if uh, you're really into developing your psychic side.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, there did seem to be a lot of content about that.
0: There's a lot of content in it. And I think it's because the, the author is... I sparked a little. Um, <laughs> the author is naturally psychic, and I think that's part of where it comes from. It's her, yeah. very much her experience and her, um, it, really just her experience. That's yeah. all I can really say. Um, so I mean, it's it's an interesting read. Like I said, some of it may resonate with you. Where I have a lot of dreams and a lot of premonition. <laughs> Type feelings. I did that. Uh, that parts, or that parts, those parts <laughs> did resonate with me. Um, I'm looking forward to moving on to the next book. I haven't
1: decided which one it is yet. I'm gonna start reading um, the Power of the Witch. That's what it's called, right? Yes, Power yeah, of the Witch. So. Um, soon. I I need to finish the book that Nettle lent me, and it's not a witchcraft book. It's called Tinder Morsels. It's just really good.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, when she finishes that, she's gonna start Power of the Witch. I think I'm gonna move on to Green Witchcraft after that because i think that's what i was looking for in this yeah which green witchcraft is something that i really feel like would it just calls to me things do tend to grow
1: yeah that's true and i think nettle has a book report is what i once said book review um for our next episode it was going to be in this episode but we are trash bag witches have we already said that
0: yeah, I said it earlier, but yeah, okay. you can say it as many times as you want. Yeah, it's just true. So true. We're trash
1: bag witches. That's just who we are. <laughs>
0: Literally, I our altar the other night was the,
1: the trunk, of, the a trunk car. of a car. Because we're trash bag witches. Anyway, we're going to move on to our next segment. We're going to talk about um past life regression. So stick around for that. So we're going to jump into past life regression. Uh, Galena and I have done a past life regression meditation. Like it was a guided meditation. Um, in the past, and we loved it. We cannot find it again. <laughs> we have tried many times, and it just eludes us.
0: It was fantastic. It made me feel a lot of things I didn't know I was feeling, or I guess more address things I didn't realize I was feeling. Yeah. It was a really, really great experience, and I think everybody should try it at least
1: once. I don't suggest doing it by yourself. <laughs> oh, gosh, no. Um, the only reason I felt comfortable doing it is because... You were there, um, your dog was there, uh, and, you know, she could obviously sense if something was going on, Mm -hmm. um, and I think, was your ex-husband in the apartment? I don't think he was home, I think
0: he was at work.
1: Yeah, I think that's true, because I, I think, had he been in the apartment, I wouldn't have, yeah, I wouldn't have felt comfortable doing it. Um, but it, it also made the space that you are doing the meditation in feel very safe?
0: It did. It was a very fantastic Experience I really enjoyed all of it.
1: Yeah, it was wonderful, and I think we took time to do our protective bubbles mm-hmm. before uh, Doing the meditation um, But if we find it again, we'll post it somewhere because it was wonderful I just I genuinely don't think it exists online anymore because I think or if it if it does we've just lost it to time mm. because it was
0: It was fantastic. Was it like ten
1: years ago it's if it's not if
0: it's not ten years ago it's at least bordering on ten yeah, it's years really ago close at the very it least. was fantastic. it took you from a way, uh, an awakened state and took you deep into your subconscious and took you down a bunch of stairs yeah to a hallway where each door held one of your past lives. It didn't necessarily tell you how many doors there would be mm- Um, so if you only saw one, maybe you've only had one life before this one and stuff like that. I remember seeing an endless hallway.
1: Mine wasn't endless. Mine definitely had an end and there was a big door at the end, but there were also hallways shooting off of those sides. Mm. So I don't know what the hell that means, but, um,
0: but each doorway was supposed to have represented a different life that you had lived. And as part of the meditation, it explained that you could go in each door as many times as you wanted. You could spend as much time as you wanted in, in each room.
1: Can I? I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. No, it's okay. Um, let me tell you about this thing, though, that I've seen online a few times now. And I think BuzzFeed even did a video on it. People are doing, like, um, therapy through exploring their past lives to release things like anxieties and depression and stuff like that. And it seems pretty intense. I don't think there's anyone in our area that does it, but I'm super interested in having someone guide me through something like that. I'll see if I can find the video in a minute and like after we're done recording and I'll show it to you because it's cool.
0: That would be really interesting. I think, I think a lot of times, cause I don't know whether or not these are actually past lives or if they're just things that you're feeling subconsciously that you're yeah. able to compartmentalize like that and explore them in a
1: very safe way. Absolutely. Um, and even if it is just that even if it's it's not actual past lives I'm fine with that because what I experienced was pretty intense I know yours was super intense yeah it was <laughs> um, we were going to share those experiences with you guys do you want to do yours first because you only went through one door right
0: yeah I only went through one door and yeah. it was a very intense
1: door she's okay maybe not
0: fancy what's the matter Fance?
1: I think she's itchy her Her back leg can't reach, so you go ahead and start talking about your um, past life experience. I'm gonna go scratch the dog. Okay.
0: <laughs> um, my past life experience was very intense for me because it dealt with an emotion that I'm not very open about or very connected to. And that's love. Um, don't get me wrong. I do love my family. You know, I love my friends. Romantic love is kind of a mystery to me. Um, I have been married and I have dated. Well, you know, I'm not going to say a lot of people, but I've, I've dated a few people. And, you know, for me, you know, that Hallmark love or like the love song love, I've never experienced that. And that's okay because I really don't miss it. And I'm not really, you know, lonely or weird about it. Um, but the door I went through, I experienced the most intense love that I've ever felt for another person and it terrified me. Um, when I went through the doorway, I was in a small home. I honestly am not sure where it was. To me, it seemed a lot like the American West, like somewhere out on the plains. It was a little, you know, it's like a little home. Um, I'm not really going to say a shack because it looked like it was pretty well laid out had a lot of sunlight coming in and there was a man and two small children and I don't know that they were my children but they definitely looked at me as a mother figure and they were all so surprised to see me so I think in their timeline I had already passed away um and it was it was just a really intense loving environment um, I loved those children and I loved the man so much that it hurt. I've never experienced anything like that. It also, a reason why I think this might be a way to, you know, compartmentalize and experience some things that you're going through safely is that I realized that, you know, and it's, it still took me a couple of years, but that my marriage was not for me <laughs> in that because I had never felt any of those feelings for my husband at the time, um, I did not go through any other doors because every time I tried to leave, they would call to me and you know tell me don't go." Um, when I did finally go through the door, the door wouldn't stay shut. <laughs> so it was a very emotional thing. I think I woke up crying out of out of this meditation, and it was just a really intense, very sweet time, and I would. Very much love to find this meditation again and just experience that again or even see if it's available to me again. Because I don't know that I would, you know, be able to go back and re-experience any of those feelings. But it was just very, very, very bittersweet and very intense. You weren't very emotional when we came out. I wasn't? You were. Oh, I was? Okay. I was going to say, I thought that I was. I just couldn't remember
1: whether or not I was. Yes. Well, and that's, that's also difficult with you because even when you are emotional, you tend to not show it.
0: Yeah. Well, like we said, I'm usually just a grumpy... I'm talkative, so I don't want to say I'm stoic. But <laughs> unless I really want to talk, I'm just kind of... I I kind of go monosyllabic. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but that that was pretty much my experience. When we went through the levels to get to the lives... There was one level that I was terrified of. Like, I had just an intense anxiety passing through that stone uh, stone hallway. Because for me, it looked a lot like a castle on the inside. And we were going down and downstairs, and it got a little... It was very cold on that level. So I think there was a life that maybe I had died in. Um, well, I mean... But, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> murdered asshole. <laughs> no... <laughs> Obviously I had to die to get to the life I'm in now if this is a past life regression. Right.
1: Sorry. I don't know why I had to be an ass. Uh, <laughs> but
0: it was it was a very interesting experience and I would love to do it again. I would love to visit some other lives. Uh Lyra went through a few doors. Yeah, went through three. It was three. And it was it's her her experiences were so neat and different that I don't think this is
1: anything that you know you could just make up. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I genuinely can't say that I didn't make my experiences up, you know? Like, it's, it's fuzzy when you're doing stuff like mm-hmm. this. Um, but I will say that I had a couple experiences that I wouldn't find particularly interesting, especially at the time that we did this. Um, sorry, just one moment. Sorry, there were some books falling. Um, so I'll, I'll go through them. like. I'll give you the first two because they were the least interesting. Um, they weren't the first one I went through. The first one I went through was actually the most interesting. And if I made any of them up, it was definitely the first door. <laughs> um, so I had uh, one door that I walked through where I was like... A middle-aged woman like probably in her 40s or 50s um taking care of dresses for a dead at the time I thought maybe it was a dead queen or something just because mm-hmm. I guess that's the word I associate with like super nice dresses and like um I I thought that maybe what I was in was a castle but it was I'm thinking back on it now I don't think it was that big I think it was like a manor maybe and maybe if she was noble at all she would maybe have been I don't know, a duchess, or... I don't know what the... You're like, I don't know how the royal structure works. I sure don't. <laughs> uh, but, um... Or maybe even just a rich woman. Um, but I was maintaining the dresses of a woman who had passed. Um, and I was vaguely aware that I had adult children off in the world, being safe and happy. Uh, and I had a secure job in a nice place where all I had to do was take care of pretty dresses. And she was very content. And she didn't have... A whole lot of thoughts about the world beyond what she she was doing and what she had experienced so far like you know she had raised her family um, she had a good job she had loved her husband I think he had passed or something because mm. when I thought about that he was definitely in a past tense sense so maybe he had passed and that's probably why she had to take on work yeah I think so I don't know exactly what time era it would have been um, but it was it was a fair while ago Um, you know, I guess when it was pretty common to have, like, a household with servants and stuff. Um, anywho. Hey, Freya. Uh, sorry, a cat came up. (laughs) Um, the second one that I'll talk about was... Oh, and I want to say that I think that she was in a Spanish-speaking country. There There wasn't anything spoken while I was in the door because I found it pretty boring and left pretty quick. Um... But like I don't know, it seemed very Spanish mm. <laughs> for some reason. I don't know what but about it. Might have it.
0: also been the mindset, like you were maybe thinking in Spanish. Or I something mean that's like possible
1: that. too, um, and I don't mean like like South America or something like. I mean like Spain.
0: Yeah, no. I just scared.
1: with an American audience would Me you true. say something like Spanish? For some reason. No, not some reason. Because well, it's of racism. Because Mexico
0: <laughs> is right there.
1: Yeah, but I mean, because, because of racism, I would say. People are automatically like, Spanish? You know what I mean? True. Um, anywho. I just uh, figured, you know,
0: because there's an almost an entire continent, would save a few countries. That well, speak no, Spanish I mean, that's right true.
1: That's definitely true. Anyhow. I guess it's because I don't have the lens of racism. <laughs> Uh, and then the other one was, um, I don't know exactly where in the world it was. It was somewhere kind of tropical. Um, I was a guy, like I was just a full grown man. And, um, this was another one that I found kind of boring. So I kind of looked around quickly and left, (laughs) but, uh, I was, I was like a fairly young fellow, um, and I was shirtless. I don't know why that's important. I just really remember being shirtless. I get the feeling he didn't wear a lot of shirts, which is fair. In my current life, I don't wear a lot of pants. So, (laughs) uh, that sounded a little more risque than I meant. (laughs) Um, but, uh, he was, he like dived off of little rowboats for clams and oysters and stuff to sell to restaurants and, uh, things like that. Um and he lived a pretty happy life. He was definitely poor. <laughs> but um it's weird cuz I could remember feeling like the the board the wooden planks of the dock burning my feet and I was like, "Yeah, this is nice." <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think he just truly loved where he was. You know, what which is did. nice. It was another very contented place. Um and then I went through this is the door I went through first. Which, out of any of them, I would say is the one I would have made up. Um, There was a castle. Like, she... I don't want to say me. (laughs) She was at a castle. um, And she was very young, I think about 15 or 16. Um, And I, I sort of opened the door, and it was this thin little wooden thing with iron bands... Mm -hmm. Uh, around the uh, near the nearest the top and bottom um you know like an old-fashioned door (laughs) right uh and it was like what what caught my eye about it was that it was very thin um and I opened it to a room where this young girl was lying face down on it's sort of like a couch I don't know how to describe it 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 didn't quite look like a couch but it was a a long seat (laughs) um and uh she was just weeping into her arms, and I could—the sorrow of that moment punched me in the stomach, kind of. You know, it was—it was very strong. Um, and the—the the room was a mess. There was like a curtain that was kind of knocked off of a wall. Like, I don't know how. Was to like describe a
0: tapestry it. or was it like a curtain?
1: I it, there wasn't like an image on it. It was very pretty and nicely done, but there w- it wasn't depicting anything and mm. it wasn't patterned, so I think it was just Just like a curtain. Just order. like a curtain. Okay. Yeah. But it wasn't like covering a window. It was just up. <laughs> um, and there were some bookshelves and things like that. Uh, it was kind of hidden behind a, a tapestry from the hall, though the door to this room was. But I, I don't think it was like a secret. I think that's just sort of what was going on. <laughs> mm. Um and there was a... I, I just very clearly remember a candle that had been knocked over and the, the wax was dried and you can see where it had been dripping off the table it was on. Uh, and she was crying because... And it it just sort of came back like a memory. Uh, she was crying because the man that she'd been fooling around with in this little room um, had been just drug out. Like, uh, people stormed into what I think is probably a castle possibly just a manor house of some sort, but I think probably a castle. Um, and I don't know if it would have been like true royalty or like just a Lord or something like that, but, but there was a young master of the place. And I think she was just a servant girl or something like she wasn't, she wasn't noble nobility. And she, she thought this man was the love of her life. I doubt that he was, you know what I mean? Like I doubt that he felt the same way about her. Um, but she was crazy for him. Um, and they used to be in secret in this room, I guess. Uh, or, well, I don't know how much of a secret it was, you know what I mean? You're right. Uh, and the people came in and put a noose around his neck and dragged him out. Oh my God. And she could hear, she could still hear, like, the angry yelling, uh, down in the courtyard. Um, and I mean, she knew there was nothing she could do, so she just laid on the, the cushions and cried. Um, and like there, nothing else happened. I was there in the moment after, you know, everything went down and nothing else interesting happened. I was just there experiencing this pain with her and it was awful. And like I said, this is by far the most interesting life. <laughs> um, and I can, the, the only thing that gets me about it is that I can so clearly see the the castle and the area surrounding it and i can see the pine trees and i can like i can almost smell them when i think about it you mm-hmm. know the the memory of the area is etched so clearly in my head is what makes it so real to me you know um and i've driven my you know i've driven myself crazy trying to find a castle that looks like the one i've seen in this just to see if there's something um I did find something similar, though the castle itself has been changed over the years, and the original floor plan
2: is no longer exists. (laughs) Yeah.
1: The only thing it's really missing is, um, the, uh, the western-facing wall looks different, and, uh, one of the shorter towers on the main building are gone. But it has the taller tower that I can see in my head, and, um... Which is kind of like, it, it's, the stone doesn't match the rest of the building, so it looked newer. Because the rest of it was much older. It Uh, what are those things called? The, the, where they're like squares, and there's like a knot square, and then there's a square, and then there's a knot. Does Turrets? That... Kind of. But battlements? not. Battlements? I guess battlements works, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the main building was that, and that was what the castle was originally. It was just that square building. Um... And it's, it's set against mountains and there's a little bridge that connects the castle grounds to, um, a small, uh, can't think of the word village, um, over like a a water that's cut a small, I want to say ravine, but I think that that gives the illusion of much more depth than what I'm imagining has anyhow. Um, you don't need all of this detail. But I found something very similar, and there was a violent revolt there. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. So I there I couldn't find many uh, details about it, but there's a project in the area going on to try and restore the castle. Oh, neat. Um, I think it was Lithuania, mm. somewhere there. Um, anyhow, that's... I don't know. I get weirdly emotional talking about that, because all I want... Is to tell that poor teenage girl that she's going to be okay. Because she thought her life was ending. Oh. Because the love of her life had been literally ripped from her arms. Literally. That poor girl. <laughs> even if she do- she never existed. Even if she's just a figment of my imagination. I, just that moment has really... Really stuck with you. It has.
0: Well, I remember like a few months ago we did a past
1: lives reading... And we did try to, like, revisit these. I wish we had written down the results. Me too. I don't really remember. Because it was also late. I say late, but I think early is a more apt <laughs> description of when we did those readings. Because um, I think it was, like, five. Yeah. Yeah. That's when we tend to be the most active. It's just in the middle of the damn night. That's true. Um, But I do really want to do that again. I would love to try like the past life therapy stuff. Um but I specifically want to go back to that that setup of the doors because that was so clear mm-hmm. and easy to conceptualize, you know.
0: I really liked it. It really meant a lot to me.
1: Yeah. It was it was an intense meditation. It was. And even if it is all just imagination, it was worth it. You know. It was worth the time. It was worth the experience. And it's worth people possibly thinking we're crazy, (laughs) to be honest.
0: But it was interesting. I honestly, I suggest you guys try a past life meditation. Absolutely. Um, It really puts you in a different mindset from where you started. It was actually, it was, it was a fantastic experience.
1: And, you know, the idea of um, reincarnation and past lives, it's, present in so many cultures and so many religions that, you know, it's one of those things, there's got to be something to it. Mm -hmm. For that Um, many
0: independent cultures to come up with it.
1: Exactly. And that's, I I would actually say that's kind of how I like to look into things. If it's present in a lot of cultures and it just sort of feels right, I. there's got to be something to that, you know? Yeah, that's true. I mean, even if it's just a, a very human thing of like I don't want to stop existing after I die. That's still something to it, but I think there's more.
0: Which is which is I,
1: I would say, you know, a very a very normal reaction. Oh yeah. To absolutely. Death. Um do you have anything else for past lives? Um at the moment no.
0: I honestly I think I'm going to look more into past life tarot spreads and maybe take a look at it and see if we can Maybe get back some of the magic.
1: <laughs> I think that's from... a good idea. We'll let you guys know how that goes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but next up, we are doing uh, sages. Yeah, we've got blessings. We've got yeah,
0: sage did, did an awesome job. I can't wait for you guys to hear it.
1: Um, it's short, but it's very, it's also, it's concise, I suppose. Yeah, would it's be the short. Best word. It's, it's
0: very concise. It's very
1: informative. I think you guys will really enjoy it. Yeah, it was really good. I liked it a lot. Um, she thinks that I'm editing out that last bit where she sort of trips over saying like goodbye to people, but I'm not because no, I thought it was shouldn't. really That's funny. That's hilarious and very sage. <laughs>
2: yes, it's very good. Um, so she might be un- unhappy about that, but I'm definitely leaving it in. <laughs> My name is Sage and I'd really like to talk to you about candle blessing. Welcome to the darkness. Candle magic is one of the most interesting forms of witchcraft to me. Anytime I do any kind of spell casting, you can always count on there being at least one lit candle in the room. But how does one prepare the right candle for the right situation? Well, today I would like to venture into one of the many ways that you can bless a candle to give give your spell that little nudge it needs to take it to the next level. Fire is the element of transformation. It melts wax, it turns organic materials like leaves, wood, flesh, and bone to ash. It softens hard metals, it can turn solids into liquids into gas, it can create and destroy, and it brings light into darkness. Candle magic is just harnessing that power and bending it to reach your magical goal. And um, how you bless your candle all depends on uh, what that magical goal is. Candle blessing is just banishing the unwanted negative vibrations from your candle. Uh, energy is impressed into matter, into matter. Uh, so it is important that you know why you're blessing your candle. It's good to have a goal in mind before starting anything. Uh, always go, go for something simple and basic. <clears throat> uh, like today, um, I'm going to be blessing my candle with a clary sage oil blend. Um, the sage is good for uh banishing bad spirits and um <clears throat> you know just kind of um protecting your home um and i have a little <laughs> i have a little birthday candle here um not usually what i usually use but um it'll work for right now so um in a candle energy flows from the base to the top so when blessing Uh, you start from the base so um, when you do your blessing you take two little drops from your oil and put it on your finger Um, and then you rub it around with uh, your thumb and your index finger and uh, you hold your candle at the uh, middle section and like I said you start from the base you go from the middle and push outward to uh, push the energy away from you so uh, while you, um, while you're, you're uh, massaging the oil outward away from you, uh, you have to say your blessing. Uh, mine usually goes something like this: um, I bless, I bless this candle and all that is good and true to bring protection and goodwill uh, to my home. So mote it be. We say so mote it be uh, because it means power in the word. So, um, after you do the bottom half, you flip it around and you do the same thing on the other side. There still should be some leftover oil on your fingers from doing the bottom. Um, so you can, you can use the same amount, um, on the top. So, um, once again, massaging the oils, uh, from the midsection to the tip, uh, and then like kind of rolling around on the wick. You say, I bless this and all that is good and true, uh, to bring protection and goodwill to my home. So mote it be. Okay. And now this birthday candle is blessed. So, um, next time my kids have a birthday party, uh, it will release good vibrations throughout our home. Um, there are many ways to do this and, um, I'm just venturing one. Um, so just go with what feels right to you. Um. If you have any questions or uh, anything about candle blessing or really just anything, once again, please feel free to uh, write us on our Instagram, which would, which, which podcast, um, and Twitter. You can also email us at which, which podcast at gmail.com. Um, and really that's all I have for today. It's a really short segment, but, um, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, Have a good day.
1: All right. And for our last segment of the day, we're going to read you a spooky story from one of our listeners. Um, Intuit Brujo.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Am I saying that right? I don't know. Me either.
1: It's the, the Intuit I'm, I'm thinking I might be getting wrong. Because yeah, I know what Brujo is. But... <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Um, but they sent us a scary story. We asked if we could use it. And uh, they agreed. It's pretty scary. Um, So before we go into it, I just want to let you guys know that there's a really cute kitten here listening with us. So if you get scared, just imagine this adorable kitten. Um, You've seen a picture of her in uh, our teaser for Santeria. Her name is Freya. And uh, she used to live with Sage. She now lives with us. And it's because we're pretty sure she's a sibling to... um, Tabast. yeah to Bast who is your familiar I suppose
0: I, I like to think of her as my familiar I don't know if she actually is or not
1: but I feel like she was sent to me I think so yeah because she she came we bonded immediately She came right up to Glenna, um, when she first saw her she loves her. All over her all the time. She's She's, pouty right now. Yeah, she's
0: pouting right now because Freya's in the house and she's not very happy about not being the baby anymore. But she's still, you know, she's still my kitten. She's still adorable. Dozing in my clean clothes right
1: now. Alright, so do you want to read the spooky story?
0: I will. A while ago, maybe a year ago, my cousin was staying with us and we shared a room for that time. We shared a queen size bed and we slept with our heads on opposite sides of the bed because we had,
1: whoops,
0: (laughs) my mistake, sorry. We shared a queen size bed and we slept with our heads on opposite sides of the bed because she had to be next to her phone while it charged. Anyway, one night I had almost, I had almost like a waking dream where I knew I, I wasn't quite asleep but not fully awake. In the dream I was frozen, laying in bed and she was asleep. I could move my eyes so I could see that she was laying there. The dream kind of cut to to a few minutes later, and what I saw was a mirror above her head on the wall with a black figure crouching on the floor, staring into it. And as soon as I noticed it, the figure whipped its head around and looked at me. It had no eyes. It was just black emptiness. I quickly looked away, and the dream jumped a few moments again. The next thing I knew, I felt my cousin moving, so I thought she was waking up. I looked down at her, realizing I can still only really move my eyes and see that the moment that I was feeling wasn't her waking up, but the figure slowly pulling her off the bed. As soon as I see this, it's like a jolt to my body that allows me to move. I jump up and grabbed her feet so I can pull her back to keep it from taking her. It was trying to pull her into the mirror. I tried to wake her up by yelling at her and I also tried to knock against the wall so that someone else in the house could hear me and come help us. As I was struggling to pull her from the figure's grasp, I felt a jolt and woke up from my dream. I immediately got up and turned the lights on. My cousin was soundly asleep and everything looked okay. I don't know how I managed it, but I went back to sleep. And two days later, I mustered up the nerve to tell her about my dream. She understandably panicked, but it was only partially because of the dream. She told me that something had really... She told me... Then she told me something that really freaked me out. She apparently, since she had been staying with us, had been taking showers with the curtain open because it felt like something was watching her. And the only way she could calm down was by being able to see that no one was there. She said that she only felt it in the restroom and in the room we slept in. She said she would also get weird sensations of someone reaching for her feet while in bed. What?
1: I know. I'm sorry to break that story, but
0: holy crap. Um... I immediately saged the room and the house that day. She went back home shortly after that because of school, and I haven't seen the thing since. But it still freaked both of us out, and it's something I can't forget. I forgot to mention that at the time of the dream, we didn't have a single mirror in our room. We actually did find out that she does have some sort of ability that allows her to communicate with spirits. Okay, that was terrifying. <laughs> it's really Thank scary. you for choosing me to read
1: that. <laughs> you're welcome. Um so I just wanna say really quick, that whole thing with um noticing it and then it noticing her. Um, that's like a thing in shadow person lore. Is it? Yeah. Like it mm. so many stories, it's very common that they act normal and like they don't like care don't that exist. you're present. Um until you notice them, and then they pay attention to you um so that's that's a thing, and it's real creepy mm. uh, so that's that's a good story um, well, it's not a good story
0: that was a very creepy story, and I am so sorry that
1: you and your cousin went through that honestly i It seems like it's not so much like um a first hand encounter where she was awake and saw this figure in her room. It seems like it was almost something inside of her registering that there was something stalking her cousin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's just scary as heck. <laughs> and, uh, I think I included the bit in here cause we, we reformatted it. So it'd be easier to read, uh, because it was in a couple of different messages um, where she or the cousin does have an ability to uh, sense or communicate with spirits. So I think that something attached itself to her.
0: That's very possible.
1: Yeah. Cause especially if you have a natural sensitivity to spirits, it's not hard to run into something out in the wild and it become attached to you. No.
0: No, it's not at all.
1: Mm -mm. Um, And we've talked about it before, I think, that we've had experiences with uh, shadowy figures and things like that my entire life.
0: Well, I had one specifically that was very creepy in this house. Um, It was after, I think it was the first time we all lived together. Uh, you and your husband oh, were here yeah. and I had been seeing a lot of shadow, shadow, figures upstairs. So I, cause we used to switch out in the bedroom cause we had one bedroom and then we had a bed downstairs and we had been switching out and I told them, you know, you just, you guys go ahead and
1: take the bedroom. <laughs>
0: and it's because I had kept waking up seeing
1: like shadow figures around the bedroom. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've always seen them in that bedroom too, but I, I have never felt threatened in that bedroom.
0: So I slept downstairs. Well, one night I was asleep. And I woke up cause I heard something and I stared across the room and I saw a man who I assumed was Lyra's husband sitting across the room from me. So I yelled his name and he didn't answer and I yelled it again and it looked like he was going to get up and like come over and I guess see what I was, what I was yelling about. And that's when Lyra's husband yelled downstairs and said, Hey, what's going on, Galena? <laughs> and I was like, Oh, and the man just dissolved. And it was so terrifying. And I was wide awake for this. And what's weird is is her husband came downstairs. the stairs. He's like, what's wrong? And I was like, there was a man in the house. And, you know, like, it, it got him all upset. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, you don't just tell somebody there's a man in the house when there's only one man
1: in the <laughs> house. <laughs>
0: But, but he was, was very nice about for it for a few moments I over. think he
1: thought he genuinely thought there was an intruder and I don't think you meant to convey that you thought there was an intruder no
0: I was just really freaked out and half asleep so like that was the only way I
1: could convey what I'd seen yeah oh my god that was, and that, like, I think the next night or the night after is when we sealed the house mm-hmm. yeah like cleansed it and sealed it um, we should do that again sometime soon because we have our witch's bottle working that should be good for quite a while Um, but the,
0: but it's good to clean out the the cleansing is, yeah, it's it's good to discharge all the,
1: the energies that build up. Absolutely. That's a continuous thing. Um, let's see. Is there anything else we need to talk about before we leave them for the evening?
0: Nothing pressing that
1: I can think (laughs) of. (laughs) Just sorry that I babbled at you for about 45 minutes earlier. Oh my gosh, no, we got so off subject. Let's not do it again, because I feel like we're on the yeah, verge. No, I but... wasn't trying to. No, I, I was going to. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess, thank you so much for listening. Uh, this evening, we want you to try and ignore the icy fingers working their way up and down your spine in the middle of the night.
0: Oh my god, that's <laughs> my thing. I usually do this. Stop. Oh, oh god. Stay spooky and keep your tits up. <laughs>